Welcome to the Giving Voice to Depression podcast, produced in partnership with the A.B. Corker Foundation for Mental Health. We are your co-hosts, Bridget and Terry. Each week, through intimate, candid conversations with guests, we explore different perspectives on and experiences of depression. We keep it real because the illness is real. We keep it hopeful because there truly is hope in spite of what depression tells you. We are not experts or therapists. We're sisters and best friends who live with depression and have interviewed hundreds of others who do as well. By sharing stories of lived experiences, we expose depression for the lying bully that it is. Hello, Bridget. Hi, Terry. We've all heard the expression, laughter is the best medicine. And we acknowledge that that sounds like a really clueless way to start an episode of a depression podcast, but stay with us. When we ask people what they do to distract themselves when they're in depression's pit, a surprising number say that they watch funny movies and videos online. They do. And I remember when I was working at a crisis call center and I first heard that, I was really surprised and a little bit confused and thought like, wait, you're calling a suicide prevention line and talking about cat and dog videos or comedies. And now I get it. Now we get it. Yep. Whether it's a puzzle, a walk, a movie, a podcast, just anything, anything that gets us out of our heads for a little while is one of the ways we can give ourselves a break from those incessant negative thoughts that can just attack us. It can shift something inside, too. And that can give us a chance to move on. Mm. Today's guest, Shannon, is really funny. (laughs) Yep, she has a great sense of humor. And she has depression. They are not mutually exclusive. Humor is therapy for her. And videos of her entertaining and sometimes ridiculous antics (laughs) have become therapy for many others. Today, she joins us to discuss her mental health challenges and to give her voice to depression. Shannon describes her public self as very outgoing, very funny, um, lots of fun, lots of energy, and like always ready to have a good time. And the times depression takes good times and energy off the menu? Man, it's that's a good one. I would say being on my depressed side is very much the opposite. I'm unmotivated. I... I don't feel like doing anything. I have no energy and um, I'm not productive at all. How do you handle those days? You said you said that you battle depression every single day or struggle with depression every single day. Yes, I you know, and it's it's one of those things that I don't think it every day can kind of be different in how I handle it. But I think for the most part, I try to um it's tough. Routine is huge. So I feel like if I can have some sort of a routine in my day on the days I wake up and it's not going well, you know, even if I deviate from my routine, I can quickly hop back on and kind of get my day lined back up. And then to be honest, there are some days it just never works and it's just an off day and it is what it is. When someone who lives with depression says they're having an off day, it's usually different than what people without depression mean by that phrase. It's not simply a matter of pushing a little less in spin class, feeling less comfortable at a party, 
or heading to bed a little earlier at night. We're likely talking about hard-to-get-vertical, no-shower, dishes piling up in the sink off days. Days when Shannon is even more appreciative of her deliberately doable to-do lists. I, I'm really big on my, my paper planner versus just my phone planner, so I have both, and I I have my little habits for the day, and those are very um, small, like drinking my water, making my bed, and I love crossing things off list. So I, I purposely make those very easy goals for the day so that I can cross them off the list and say, look, you made your bed today, so good job. So um, I feel like having those very small tasks that I manage every day, even like taking my medication, this is something I do every single day, but I have that on my list so I can cross it off and feel like productive, even if it's not really a productive day. Uh, I feel like I at least can get a little, uh, feel like I've kind of accomplished something there. But I mean, yeah, to be honest, some days it just, it doesn't work and I'm in a funk and it, it takes a lot more to get out of it. And I'm, I'm working really hard to, to have less and less of those days, but it's one of those things. Shannon says the difference between those days and us on those different days are hard to explain to people that don't suffer with depression because it's it's a hard thing to explain and it like I said it can be different every day there's some days where I'm just kind of off and so I'm not my, you know my full fun self but I'm able to work and I'm able to do things and then there's days I don't get off the couch so um it is kind of a it's, it's a weird feeling to to feel opposite of what my good days are um and so it's it's a struggle one thing Shannon says really helps her during the struggles is physically leaving her house when staying home offers options she knows would not serve her well. I'm a realtor, so I work from home a lot, but I do have office where we can like, you know, have like public space where we can work there. So some days it's just going there and getting my computer out and not being at home where I can lay down on the couch and go to sleep. So I just get up and have to stay out of the house kind of till I get past that funky feeling to know, okay, I can go home and do a little wash now and without getting on the couch and going to sleep. So it's kind of just trying to be a little proactive um, when I am feeling kind of that way. But sometimes it's hard. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, yeah, I know I should go out, but I'm just going to lay on the couch instead. <laughs> so it's hard. It's a balance. It is hard. The days you do go out, it sounds like the way you speak to yourself on those days is more like let's let's do some of these things that we know help as opposed to pretend you don't have it soldier on you know those those I think sort of nonsensical and and not very self-respectful messages we can give ourselves it sounds like you've managed to figure out a way to be kind of gentle with yourself but still give yourself that little push you need Exactly that. And that's been a long time coming. The last two years, I've done a ton of work um, on that and on myself and on so many different things because I have not ever until the last two years been in that type of healthy place where I could recognize those feelings and, and know how to move forward with them. The past two years, of course, were 2020 and 2021. Well, COVID hit. That was part of it because then we were thrown into being at home and all of our children are adopted. 
they all have some some mental health, you know, situations that that need some um, guidance. And so my mental health went downhill really quickly at that point because it was hard, really, really, really hard. And, um, and then seeing my kids suffer for, with the school, they all struggle in different ways. And I am not a homeschool type mom. So it was a huge, huge challenge for, it's a huge challenge for our kids to all be like just home at the same time without some, a lot of drama. So trying to teach them all school while working, cause I was still able to work. Um, it was hard and my mental health went just out of control. By out of control, Shannon means reaching what she calls a breakdown point. It was my friends first that I, cause I was just a hot mess. So they could obviously tell. And so one of my friends who's a nurse, she's like, you know, have you ever thought of medication or at least asking your doctor about it? And I'm like, oh, okay. So I finally did, but it took a while. It wasn't just like, oh yeah, I should call my doctor. It was uh, like, I had to literally be like not getting out of bed and I just, I couldn't handle day-to-day activities. It was getting worse and worse where like my memory got really bad and I just felt like the most mundane, normal daily activities I could not handle and manage. It's a common scenario. Allowing ourselves to get to a desperate or even crisis state before seeking medical attention for our depression. In Shannon's case... That was despite seeing treatment work for one of her own children. But that was kind of like the first time that I'm like, oh, okay, so medication is okay. Because up until that point, I wasn't raised with talking about uh, mental illness or discussing things openly like this. And so it was the first time that I'm like, oh, like at first it was very weird. And I'm like, no, we, you know, we don't need medication for that. And then realizing how much it helped was huge for me because it was like, okay, like, I guess, I guess other options are out there and, and they work. Yet it would be about 12 years and that breakdown before Shannon considered that option for herself. It's been the denial. It's been the I don't know what's wrong with me and and assuming that everyone feels the same and then taking on that role because I am a very strong person of I'm fine. I can handle this. Uh, I, I don't know what's wrong with me. Get up and, and I was really hard on myself. And so it's been a long process to get to that place. And now looking back and with a lot of therapy, realizing I think I've been depressed my whole life and because I have memories of childhood and just really struggling with things. And, and so it's crazy, you know, at 40 years old to finally be like, okay, you're going to accept what this is and make some changes, whether it's, you know, medication or therapy or whatever I might need to, to kind of tackle this, this problem that, that I don't like, but it is what it is and, and try to learn how to live with it basically, but in a healthy way. Ready to make those changes, Shannon reached out to her care team. I reached out to my therapist. I reached out to my doctor and this was like exactly two years ago, really. And I went on antidepressants right away, right away, noticed how much it made me, well, actually not right away. It took like a week. It, it didn't, 
it didn't like me very much the first week, which I heard was pretty normal. Um, but then I'm like, oh my gosh, like I had this renewed sense of energy. I wasn't waking up with that huge fog hanging over my, my head. And it was like very immediate results where I was like, oh wow, this feels much better. And being able to handle, you know, the kids being at home and all the man work and all the things that came along with that. Shannon describes that as a turning point in both her mental health and life journeys. She began speaking more openly and honestly about her challenges with her family, friends, and on social media. I really started doing my funny, fun videos for like during COVID, like what we're all dealing with during COVID because humor is therapy for me. And so I really started doing it. I'd had this account for a long time but, you know, like maybe 100 followers, friends and family, they're like, oh, here's Shani doing her thing. Then on sort of a whim, Shani Pants, as she's known online, decided to get real in one of her posts. It was done lightly, playfully, yet it still had a different and significant impact. I started talking more about my past and about, you know, different struggles that I've been through in life. And I realized how therapeutic it was to publicly talk about some of these things. And it made it be like less scary or less of like this, oh, weird me, I've got depression. And so I'm like, wow, this is, this is cool. Like just to be able to even just by a little something I say, have one person say, oh, I'm dealing with that, and so is she. It's just that one little bit of um, something that we share. It's crazy to me how impactful that is or meaningful that is. The post struck a chord and went viral, meaning it was widely shared and seen around the Internet and consequently the globe. Her following swelled from a 100 to hundreds of thousands you made a choice, you know, it was like you could have just been funny and and stayed in the funny lane. Why did you decide to be funny and talk about depression and sometimes be funny talking about depression? Right. Um, So it kind of happened by accident. And I was just doing it as a trend and like, oh, this will be kind of fun and different because nothing that I'd ever shared at that point it had any information like that. It was just all funny videos. And the reaction that I got from that video blew my mind. I had so many people reaching out to me. You know, it feels so good to not be alone. We first found and reached out to Shani Pants when she posted a picture of herself on that couch she keeps mentioning, crying. She wrote, quote, I know you're used to seeing me happy and fun. You're used to seeing the energy, hyperactivity, and the sarcasm. You're used to seeing the results of me healing through humor, not the causes. But the truth is hard. It sucks. I struggle with depression every single day. Some days I win, and some days depression wins. But every single day, it's a battle. It's a battle I cannot fight on my own. She writes so honestly because she knows there's power in sharing our stories. And now... She has this platform on social media. And so I don't take it lightly. I feel like it's not like I, you know, developed this, this audience or I feel like it was given to me for the purpose of 
helping other people not feel alone because we don't want to be alone, you know, and, and depression is not, it is a, it is a disease of isolation. You know, it's very easy to go into isolation during, um, our moments and it's been a journey, but it's been, it's very exciting to me. Very exciting to, to be in a healthier place. Um, because I haven't been for so many years. I love that we're hearing somebody who can share their experience in the past tense. And, you know, we all know it might come back again, but for right now, it's past tense. And that is so hard to remember when you're in it. To hear the words, very exciting to be in a healthier place. And I'm sitting here listening to her saying that, thinking, I'm very excited to hear it. I'm always excited because it's just that there's hope when you hear that somebody else was there and now they're not. And, you know, again, as you say, doesn't mean we'll never go back because we've been in and out. But um, it means there's an out. Exactly. And that she's saying that it was therapeutic for her to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And the power of sharing one's story is huge. And we know that to be true. I mean, personally and through this podcast, for me, it stripped off like a thick layer of denial and gave me back some life force because I was no longer interested in shrouding my truth or my reality. And it just took too much energy to pretend, mostly to myself. Agreed. And it, and it doesn't, you know, we never mean to challenge anybody who is not ready or, or willing to uh-uh. speak publicly about their story because hearing someone else's, just listening to what you're listening to right now is part of that whole circle. And you don't have to be the person telling your story if you're not ready. But you do have to tell somebody if you're really struggling because you need support. We need support. It's just too I was going to say friggin', I don't know if we can say friggin' on a podcast, but it's too much. Just too much to carry alone. It is. It is. Um, you know, I have to say, you are one of the funniest people that I know, Terry, and Shannon is funny too, but not so much in this particular episode. So I'd like to let people know where they can hear her other side, which is um, her humor. Personally, I went to YouTube and I laughed out loud watching her runway ready video. It really is funny. She's on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Um, most of them are at Shanny Pants or at O for official shanty pants or at official shanty pants, we'll link to them all because, again, distraction, right? That the humor is a therapy for her creating it, and it can be therapeutic for us to watch it and, and get out of our heads. Absolutely. And next week, we're going to have more from Shannon, and she's going to share with us her recent experience of trying a new therapy for the first time. New for her, yes, EMDR, which is Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing Therapy. She also talks about how she, again, for the first time, has learned since COVID to ask for help. We always say it's okay Mm -hmm. to need help. It's not a weakness to ask for help, but so many of us think it is or whatever. Just think nobody cares or nobody would help. But she has learned how that does, in fact, help. And podcasts. And she was, to my delight, she was not... um, you know, patting us on the back or anything or or trying to toss off a compliment. She was saying her therapist said that for people who can't afford therapy or in between appointments, if you can, that listening to podcasts, and we certainly hope including ours, um, is therapeutic because, again, just as she said, you're hearing other people's stories. You're learning some of their techniques for getting out of it, for staying out of it, for, you know, to the extent possible, all those things. And there is therapeutic value in it. Oh, without doubt. And I think her point was well taken that it's 
isolation is a piece of all this. And personally, I'd rather listen to a podcast than have someone pop over. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it's connection, you know, it's insight, it's word choice, it's hearing that past tense. Uh, It's a sliver, more than a sliver of hope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She said, I'm in a healthier place than I have been for so many years. And it's yay. like, yay. yay. <laughs> we both clap. Yay, shiny pants. <laughs> yay, pants. Yay, everybody who's trying so hard. So we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. We truly hope that our podcast brings a little more understanding, helps you better articulate your experience of depression, or better understand how to support someone else's. We invite you to join us for daily posts on the Giving Voice to Depression Facebook page and on Twitter and Instagram at Voice Depression. It is a comfort to be among fellow travelers on depression's dark road. And remember, if you're struggling, speak up. If someone else is, listen up.